welcome to another episode of the Universal Truth. My name is Jennifer Krause, and I am welcomed by the wonderful Dr. Austin Davis. Today we are recording our second episode of a four-part series of pain. Today is about pain moving through the body. Right. Take it away. Well, we're going to touch on what we were talking about earlier, the different, what you call them, levels, expressions? Uh, like different... Um, pain manifestations? Realms. Realms of pain. Of Sure. <clears throat> From my side of things on a clinical level, pain moving through the body is pretty interesting because rarely outside of major direct trauma is pain essentially where it presents is very different than where it's created or started. So we have things like shadow referral patterns and like nerve decussation and contralateral patterns where someone will come in complaining of, let's just say a right hip and they've been to medical professionals or wherever and they got an injection in their hip or PT for their right side or something for the location of pain. And we do some imaging and some kinesiology and we usually find out that it's the left side and the left side had is what's really out of alignment or really affected. And that could have been years ago and it just has sort of shut itself down over time. And the right side being the stronger side, doing more work, ends up fatiguing, crapping out, and then the brain's like, oh, you have a right-sided problem. And it's really not that. It's just the problems on the left that just had migrated to the right. But we also see where if you have a digestive disorder, let's say, and you go to other medical professionals and they do everything for the symptoms of a digestive disorder, and they do dietary and supplemental sometimes and medications and procedures and all these things, and it turns out there's a vertebrae five segments up that has shifted over, it's putting pressure on the spinal cord or those nerve patterns that start higher and just the presentation of symptoms is in the digestive tract. Mm. And this is just direct A to B. Obviously there's internalization of emotions and stress and all of this can cause all of these things. Um, but when we're looking at just how the neurology of the body works. So with chiropractic, we're looking at the body as a whole because you may have an ankle out of place that threw off the opposing knee, the hip, mid-back, and that mid-back subluxation is what's causing a digestive disorder. And by clearing it is part of it, but then having to check the whole chain where we're still, because we'll check an ankle or we'll check the first bone of the neck, and if that's interfering with it also, we have to clear the whole system to get the maximum efficiency of care because, believe it or not, it's all connected. It's all connected. That, uh, that reminds me of a lot of things. Like when I think about pain moving through the body, I go to my personal experience of where something hurts in one particular spot. And then I know when I'm working in the right direction when the pain starts moving mm -hmm. and it's no longer stuck or isolated to one area. So that's where I immediately go. But then while you're talking, it also reminds me of a lot of clients where the same thing happens, where a, a massage client will be like, well, my lower back hurts and I never work on the lower back at this right. point anymore. You know, I work in the glutes mostly and explain about the core and I work on the right. psoas. So 
and um, and then they feel relief, you know. But they're like, oh, it's it's here, it's here, it's here. And it's like, well, you know, yeah. it's, uh, that might be where you're feeling it, but it could be somewhere else. And it reminds me of the how brilliant the body and the mind are, where it we might feel pain either from pain entering the body physically or mentally, emotionally. And then if we don't process it or work through it in any which way, we, we like start to put it, store it somewhere in the body right. and we might move it. So like the person you're talking about, if it's a, you know, the left, the left hip where it might start from, but then it ended up moving to the right. So, so why is it moving over there? Cause they ignored that so much. Right. right? And it just kind of started to move. Cause like the body wants, these things to work out it doesn't want to hold on to them mm -hmm. so what do you what do you say about stuff like that where where people are like it's my right side it's not my left but then yeah. you explain to them like well yeah. here's what it's i'm finding that, right yeah well I, I like to educate on the importance of pain being a signal a message communication of some kind so like i said outside of direct trauma Pain itself is, like we talked about earlier, is just a message. It's just telling us something. And pain movement, especially after an adjustment or a series of care, is really productive, right? Nerves are hypersensory and they feel everything. And I tell you, they will feel, the nerve will feel itself healing. And that's not always the most comfortable thing in the world. Uh, but pain or pain pre presentation from nerve interference is also interesting because nerves will really only heal when they're interference free. So what we'll often see is pain like will move up the line. And they say, it's the craziest thing. It used to be all in my knee and now it's like all in my hip. Mm -hmm. And whether it's our society or however they're trained, it's like, oh, this is a new problem. It's like, well, no, not exactly. I mean, these nerves are coming from a certain area and it's just healing its way up the line. Yeah. And whichever side of that nerve was impacted, you're going to have different presentation anyway. So tell me, it may change in its quality, uh, change in the quantity, change in, in, in the severity, but we would expect it to start moving. In fact, what we often see like with sciatic patients and this kind of thing is it'll, it'll travel its way up from the foot yeah. to the knee to the hip and then like hardcore localized to one spot in the back where it's almost more painful in that one spot than it was in the entire presentation on the leg. And that's usually we'll have another conversation because like, I think this thing's working, chiropractic is like, I'm moving better, everything's functioning better, but like, holy smokes, is this for more than ever? Yeah. We say, great, it's, it has localized to its initial impact point. It's doing the most repair work, but it, we have to see that movement. Um, because unfortunately, most of our body is not really a light switch. Yeah. It's not that's just a, off or on. <laughs> it's important to, I think, to educate people on that. I have experienced that with my sciatic, too. It was like the whole left side, it went down to my foot. I had it for four and a half years working on on healing it mm -hmm. and, and then started noticing it, like, coming back and then being painful. But was like, well, it's closer, right, right to, like, the root. Right. Uh, so it's a it reminds me of another uh experience of when i was doing the 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 past life work with my scoliosis that the i did that one podcast about 
where it was the the layers it was like layers of of trauma from different um lifetimes and when it was getting to like the root of of it it was more painful and but eventually releasing so it like went back to the source right which was painful i feel like that's where i'm currently at in this moment as we speak with the other thing that I'm working through right. is that it's now it's more localized, but holy shit, does it hurt? Yeah. So how can people, how can people become with the pain moving through the body, knowing that, like you said in one of the other episodes, like, or maybe it was a com personal conversation, you're not going to die from pain. Yeah, I think that was our first conversation. Yeah. Yeah, no one, to my knowledge, I don't like speaking in total blanket statements, but nobody dies from pain, ultimately. Right, so it's, it's well, it's a common presentation then because it's manageable and it's often correctable. So a lot of times people will, knowing something more significant is going on, will present with just like a simple pain presentation and go, Hey, it hurts here, make the pain go away. And this is one of the biggest issues, I think, with modern chiropractic and modern chiropractors that are promoting this sort of pain management style care that is becoming popular. And it's, uh, bluntly, it's, it's a weakness in our profession that a lot of these practitioners are not strong enough to just come out and say, pain doesn't matter the way you think it does. And in no way am I a pain specialist. I can only speak for myself. I'm not a pain specialist. I don't care about the pain because there's no adjustment for pain. There's an adjustment for an interference that can present as all kinds of things. And to promote and tell people, oh yeah, come in, we'll help you with your pain is really unfortunate because then patients start to think chiropractic is pain control. And like every other doctor, it's when you're in pain, you go get care. And when you have no pain, everything's great. You're doing great. And chiropractic at its core is really just uh, communication efficiency. We just want to make sure the body knows how to take care of itself. So knowing that, as we talked about earlier, even just growing and getting stronger and healing can be very uncomfortable. So if the whole message is, oh, see a chiropractor to get out of pain, that chiropractor is really letting their patients down. Mm. The patient is really getting taken for a ride because we always say that we, we move the bone and God does the healing. It's like, we, it's, it's like I can make an adjustment and then the best thing I can do is just get out of the way because the body's going to do with that, all that new energy and communication, whatever it feels it needs to do most pressingly. And sometimes it's not whatever you're feeling. It's for things before what you were feeling that never got processed. So that internal checklist is always very different than the external checklist. And as a chiropractor, I, that, I respect that process. But it is challenging when it's healthcare. It's primary healthcare. And the common narrative is that means make my pain go away. Yeah. And the problem is that we're in such bad shape as a country 
being, I believe, 32nd healthiest on that WHO list. Mm. Like, we're sandwiched between, like, Bosnia and Lithuania as, like, the world's superpower. And the United States spends more on pharmaceuticals in a year than the rest of the world combined. And you're going, okay, well, if these things work, <laughs> wow. then why is it that everybody is on four to 12 of them every day, all day long, with, I don't know, with medical science at its, in my opinion, its peak potential, and yet we're one of the sickest countries in the world? That's crazy. So why do you think that we are, well, not we, as in you and I, but why do you think that the majority of Americans are afraid of pain? Like, why, why is it, like, such a thing? Oh, well, that's a good question, because I don't know how a lot of other, I think a lot of other cultures are more resilient because they're, a lot of them have a much closer link to much harder times mm. outside of like the major developed countries. I think what's called second or developing world countries that like life in a lot of these places is a daily struggle. It's challenging compared to the luxuries that we have. And I think you develop a resiliency mm. that, oh, like, oh, does your shoulder hurt? Like, people here would like call out from work and be like, I need a personal day. My shoulder really hurts or I need some time. We're like in my guests would be like in Guatemala or in Senegal. They're like, Hey, I'm, I'm not going to go to work today. And that probably means that your family doesn't like eat for a week. And that, that, so it's just not possible to give into these sort of like luxury discomforts. Yeah, I think maybe we come from different worlds in that way. Because I, cause I do see that. Like, I've experienced that growing up and people around me. It's like, I can't take an hour off of work or I'm not going to take a day oh, off I mean, of I work. Oh, I grew up there. Yeah. yeah. Like that. I don't know anyone that, 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 well, I'd like to think that people are taking more care of themselves now. Like, if they, they try to prevent things like, like that from happening where they are totally bent out of shape and they wait too long that they're in so much pain and having issues but like just my stepfather for example I mean he worked his ass off he never missed work but he could barely move well so then this is a generational thing is that yeah. as as generations have gone by we've gotten softer as a people okay I can see that from, yeah that's what I mean the, but, that, yeah. but that's what I'm saying it's the same thing is that yeah these developing world countries are so much closer to hardship, just like my grandparents were like factory and mill work. Like you just, you couldn't take a day off. You could like life was work. Yeah. And we have grown into a generation of like very easy comfort where everything is delivered to your door. Yeah. You don't have to think about anything. It, so it, in that regard, it's like any, even like, the Wi-Fi goes out, and people are like, this is the worst day of my life. And you're like, really? This is it for you. This is the worst. And, like, they look like they're in pain. Or you forget your phone at home. And, like, I've seen people's days unravel, and you're like... Oh, yeah, for sure. What is... This is... Like, we used to be hunter-gatherer. We used to be, like, 
have to challenge ourselves every day. And now it's like these little things that pop up become ultimately painful experiences for people. When I did a little recording this morning on my Instagram where I was coming out of the gym and a guy was like, hey, I'm here to pick up these flowers or something because I guess they were doing a flower drive or something like that. And I was like, oh, um, yeah, it, it'll be like a half an hour. And this guy's like, here we go. Like, it's one of those days, blah, blah. And he was like complaining and I'm like, I hope that's like, this is my grandma would always say, I hope that's the worst, worst thing you have to deal with today. <laughs> yeah. Whenever it was something minimal. Yeah. But like this guy was like breathing heavy, like pacing, was stressed out. Yeah. And like, we might think, oh, that's pretty minimal. But like, okay, if that's just one thing we I got to see. Then it's like his coffee order's late. And then it's like the guy at the light won't move. And it's like these little things that yeah. we've grown like incapable of managing when they're so insignificant for the most part when you really look at what hardship is and like right. challenges and what pain really really is um and in terms of moving through the body that's where that psychosomatic presentation will come in that all that stuff that's swirling up here mm -hmm. manifests into the body and then they go to a doctor and go take this away yeah you know what Take away the fact that you're mad that your flowers didn't show up on time and that your coffee was late and the guy wouldn't move at the light. Because, like, that's what's causing Yeah, that's very, it's very interesting. I started noticing uh, yesterday and this morning when my pain started um, getting worse was what was happening in my mind. Mm -hmm. And what I was repeating in my mind was, oh, I'm in so much pain. And I was like, what are you doing? Like you're literally creating it. Right. And then I would just breathe and it would instantly go away. Right. And it, but it's, it is important to realize what is happening to be the observer, right? What's happening in your brain. I remember when I was having my lower back pain and I had the same sort of thing was like feeling I was being stabbed mm -hmm. and I didn't put it together until I realized it was like, oh, it was when me and my ex-husband, when, when our marriage was going downhill and we just fought. Every time we fought, I was like being stabbed. Right. I was like, oh, like we're literally creating this or I'm, I'm creating this in my mind, yeah. you know, and start putting those things together. Like we really have the power in our mind to control everything that happens in the physical body. Mm-hmm. Because the because. physical body is the last... This is what I was going to ask you about. Yeah, so you're explaining yeah. these levels, we'll call them. Please yeah, explain. The layers. These layers. Yeah. Please explain these layers. So the, the physical body is is tangible, right? Mm -hmm. We can see it, feel it, and it's the, it's the last layer of where things manifest. So first it's spiritual and, and mental, emotional, and then the physical. So whatever's happening in our physical bodies are always a, a result of things in the other the other realms first. Right. So it is um, sometimes it's hard for people to put that together, especially emotionally, because we're also so cut off emotionally. People want to like push away emotions, push away, especially the ones that are uncomfortable, like anger and um, sadness and and all of those things and some people would rather just have the happiness and joy even if it's fake right. you know to push down the other stuff but that doesn't help anything and eventually it is stored in the body until it like right. it creates manifestations 
all all of disease is caused by all of these things that are not resolved. Yeah. In my opinion. No, it's I often explain that process to my patients as um, most modern healthcare is essentially like paying only the interest on your credit card bill. Like it'll get you through the month, maybe a year, maybe two years. Yeah. But eventually it's going to catch up to you and then you're going to be in a world of hurt because you have never addressed the principle mm -hmm. of what's going on. And you had asked like, how, how did we get to, to this point in our society? It's a week. And uh, without going like full aluminum foil hat conspiracy, <laughs> like but this on. is this is the narrative: is that keeping people in a subservient, victim-based, weakness mentality, uh, fear-based mentality is incredibly easy to control mm -hmm. those people. And you can believe in orchestrated narratives or not. That's the fact. Like it's easier to control sheep-like, weak-minded people where everything is a trigger, everything is the end of the world, everything is falling apart. So it's like, just take, just keep yourself safe in your little bubble, don't really push the boundaries, don't really face anything, look at anything, do anything. It's like, just keep, just keep treading water, we got this on, we'll, we'll take care of you. And that's how we've become weak is like, like a, a, a raised voice will trigger most of these younger generations to where like they're, they'll have to talk about it to like with a therapist. And I'm like, okay, I'm all for and support a person that wants to explore understanding mental health better, understanding yeah. uh, processing emotion better. But like the, I got yelled at and now like I'm a damaged flower it's like we got I think we need to rise above that as a society and be like there are things that you're not really in danger, you're not threatened, you're not truly in pain. There's yeah, nothing really that's wrong. Yeah, because still being a victim. Right. There is it's like if someone, you know, and so the the trigger mm -hmm. and these days everyone's triggered by everything. I think it's an orchestrated plan. It's super easy to distract people from any real issue by saying that X, Y, you know, they're floating, China, China's floating balloons over our country. Okay, fine, maybe that is a big deal. Does that affect your life in any way? No, does it affect my life in any way? No, but do you get a bunch of people out there waving America, you're not gonna tread on our land? Like, they think they're gonna solve this problem in their backyard by themselves. And that's not accurate. What they're doing is distracting that person from most likely some legislation that's passing or some, some actual freedoms that are being taken away by their own government by just trying to say, oh, we're being infringed upon. Our airspace has been infringed upon. Yeah. When it's like, this shit's probably been going on for fucking decades. Yeah, so I'm it's glad like, you said that. It's, 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 it's an orchestrated thing where you, you keep someone distracted. It's sleight of hand magic. It's sleight of hand magic. Yeah, and it... You go, look at this, look at this. And over here, I'm like, I'm just going to take all this from you. I'm going to take yeah. all this from you. And and then you, it's easy to go, well, it's, it's, it's China. It's right. It's this, it's this. Our fucking own government is doing all kinds of goofy shit. Yeah, to I was us. like, what are we? What are they? Uh, what are they projecting onto these oh, other Oh, that's why right? the like, scary headlines to me are scary because whatever they're presenting or telling us is is like not even real per se. It, it's it's if we're hearing about it, 
it is only meant to distract. There's no way they're telling us about something and then ending their conversation with like, for you to get involved, call this number, do that. Like none of that, no action steps. No. And I'm glad you don't said all that because it does, it does correlate. I did read or listen to something that talked about pain and um, especially physical pain when we're experiencing physical pain and how it is and can become a distraction mm -hmm. for the actual, the spiritual healing or the work that, that we are supposed to be or that's coming to us. But this pain all of a sudden all of a sudden comes on when you have this other thing going on. Like right, right now I am majorly leveling up, like on all part in all parts of my life. Mm -hmm. And I know that that this was beautifully orchestrated, you know, by the universe to be right. like, okay, here's here's a distraction, here's this thing that's really annoying and, mm -hmm. and like bugging you. And are you going to still show up every day? Are you still right. going to do the other things around you? Or are you going to let this thing distract you from what's really important? Right. And, like, be a victim and, like, hold on to this. And mm -hmm. it is a, I got to say, it, it can be a struggle for a lot of people, especially when they don't have tools to, to work yeah. through it. Yeah, just, yeah, pain can be a really simple distraction. I think it also plays into people that have not yet recognized their true value or worth and there's some maternal paternal instinct parental instincts that like someone in pain we needs to be taken care of and it's like rather than bringing something to the table of actual value they bring this sort of weakness and suffering that ties into people's need to take care of those that are weak and suffering and then they're they're they feel attended to and the person attending to them feels like they're doing something good for someone but really it's more of a, a destructive relationship both for the person that's presenting this pain that is probably very correctable and for the person who now thinks that they're doing really great work for someone when it's more of a manipulation than anything else. Yeah, I think it really depends on the, the people and the situations, right? Especially, like you said, being a parent, like the last thing we want is to see our kids suffer right. and pain. And also, it's kind of a part of life. We can't control that. We can't, you know, walk around with wrapping them in bubble wrap, right? And as then much preventing. as people try. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and we, where do we learn? We learn when we have pain. Yeah, but it's a good point. I, mean, it, it, I, I truly believe a lot of it is a learned response. I know there's a nature versus nurture conversation that I'm probably missing some components of that there's definitely some ingrained biological stuff that goes on around pain. But I also watch kids manipulate the heck out of their parents and like drop like a plastic bowl on their foot and like start looking around, yeah, lock funny. eyes with mama and start alligator tears. The alligator or crocodile tears. Crocodile, but the does fake it, ones. do they? <laughs> yeah. Whichever the fake tears. Are. Yes. And they'll start going, huh, huh, and then well, the mom's like, point. what? And then they're like, tight, attention. Yeah, but that's you a good point. Lay into it. The kids act like that because they didn't get the attention when they actually did need it. 
So then they have to create something where they get the same, they get that attention, yeah. that consoling that mm -hmm. they didn't get when they really yeah. did hurt themselves. Right. Like, oh, are you okay? Is there anything you can do for you? You know, they didn't get there. Like, so suck it up or yeah. whatever. And then it, it, it comes out in a different way. It manifests in a different way mm -hmm. in that in that manipulative way. Yeah, so like you could ask my four-year-old, like, what what does a boo-boo mean or what does pain mean? And he'll tell you, he, he goes, uh, boo-boos make you stronger. And that's how we teach it is like, sure, it probably sucks to drop something on your foot. But like... You're going to make it. Right? Unless there's a real issue, of course, we'll attend to it. Yeah. But, like, when he bonks his head on the crown molar, like, hits his knee on something, we don't, like, you know, call emergency services and get an EMT out there. It's like, you know, dude, you're just getting stronger. Mm -hmm. And now he knows, like, if he gets injured or something happens, he's, it's his body getting stronger because it's intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. It's intelligent. But the babying of America... I think there's a fine line because I have seen I have seen people be not very nice to their kids when they've been hurt. Yeah, it's like ah, shut up, suck it up. And oh it's sure. Like, well, that's yeah. not really productive. No, either. yeah, that's <laughs> indicative of a much bigger issue. Yeah. But I think it's also though on the other side of this that like the hmm, how do I put this? The like everyone is the most special all the time. Behavior. Oh, we're not. <laughs> But we don't need we're to be. We're not special. We're unique. Yeah, because like, I saw it a lot. For instance, in my wife's line of work, Bay Area tech scene. These are adult children that come out of school, get paid six figures to click clack on a keyboard, and outside of maybe a couple of apps that are like helping integrate finances overseas like some real most of it is like nice to have stuff but like the they're put on these pedestals mm. that like they're the greatest thing that's ever happened to invention ever and then i've also seen them though take uh criticism like like they've never been told no mm. they've never been told that's not good mm -hmm. and i've known this in my life like i had i'm working was working on a website not for this office the guy i work with is awesome he's great before this though and i was like hey this isn't good and the email i got back was like how dare you speak to me this way? i was mm. like holy shit i'm literally just telling you this isn't good work like it's it's not and maybe there's a creative way that i can say that that doesn't well, <laughs> fire them up, but I'm like, they're like, any feedback? I'm like, yeah, I, I don't like this. This is not great work. And here's why. Like, these, all these fonts are different. These, this is different. This is, none of this matches. And they, you would have thought I told them to go eat shit and die. And, like, they couldn't, ha you could tell no one's ever told them, hey, you're not that good at this. Yeah. I totally understand 100%. This is why people don't like me. And it's especially when it's like emails or texts because yeah. I don't put emotion behind the things. And yeah. if I do, I will erase it before I send it. It's like this here's the issue, blah, 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 blah. Plain as day, very simple. Right. And people have such a hard time handling the truth. Mm -hmm. Why? Yes, probably because all the things we've already talked about <laughs> and yeah, so, much, I mean, so much more. Because, like you said, people, you know, 
the idea of being uncomfortable, even if it's on the path to enlightenment or growth, is is instrumental for people. It, it, they don't want to be uncomfortable. And I yeah. get that. I mean, I think I started on this path so long ago that, like, I don't remember the blissful ignorance stage <laughs> of life. Where I was like, I'm fucking bulletproof. I'm infallible. Sometimes I like, wish... I'm just, it everything was... is, this is like the best ever all the time. And then I was like, at some point, like, got like a peek behind the curtain. I was like, oh shit, I've been lying, I'm lying to myself. Like, oh my God, I need to make like cataclysmic changes immediately. Yeah. And then it set me on a path. But I think back to the blissful ignorance days and I was like, those are amazing. They were so much fun. Really? Oh my god. What do you mean really? I was Your a, blissful ignorance days were not fun? I mean maybe I was a teenager and I was a drug addict. <laughs> that was only like a year. The rest of it I was like, this world is fucked. Why am I the only one that can see all this shit? Well yeah, you started a lot earlier than I did then. Yeah, I just it I've I can't I don't have any recollection of not knowing shit and I'm I get to the point sometimes You didn't where have any phase of your life where your shit didn't stink? And you're just like... I mean, what do you mean? Exactly what I said. Like, didn't stink? What does that mean? Your shit don't stink like you're the fucking top of the pile. You're the best. I never thought I was the best. You never had a period of your life where you're like, everyone's here to see me. No. Right yeah. now I do. Oh, good. <laughs> well, it's like a really productive time to do it. <laughs> you're doing it the right way. <laughs> That's no, I, I spent I spent my life hiding in a corner trying to have people not look at me yeah. and not be seen or heard. Yeah. But I looked around and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with people? See, it's funny Why is everything shifts. corrupted? And like, why, why is this? I'm going the other way now. I'm like the hide me in a corner. Let me just do my thing. <laughs> really? Yeah, I just want to like keep it real simple. Let me just do my thing my way because I know it's going to help the most amount of people. And I don't, like, the flashy, like, name in the lights on a billboard, like, I'm yeah, going, well, I'm going I the other way. I only want to do that because I'm sick of seeing all the shit that no one's talking about and having experienced all this stuff. What's nobody talking about? Well, I mean, we're talking about it. See, we're talking about it. Yeah, we're talking about it. Well, I'm trying to, like, uh, not trying. I am yeah. helping people, like raise up out of that that state of suffering and like being afraid of themselves and yeah what's up what's happening here i'm i'm just now i'm like visualizing like if everybody around me all day like if 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 tomorrow this whole community all of a sudden was like mm -hmm. just like this radiant beam event like no communication needed even like we're just all mind melded that's where we're going i know i yeah i think that a lot of people just want to be told what to do like i don't think they want to make decisions i know and that's <sighs> because it's easier to be ignorant and be a sheep sometimes yeah trying to get people out of that yeah, I think some of it's ignorance, but I think in a way there's like a really beautiful intelligence behind it. Because like, like for instance, yeah, I don't, and this is going to sound embarrassing, I don't really know how a fax machine works. 
Like, I don't know. Okay. Like, you put a piece of paper through this thing, a light scans it, and then it pops out on the other side of the world. Like, it turns this thing into a code through light, yeah. and then it prints a page out. Like, to me, a fax machine is significantly more impressive than an airplane. Because, like, an airplane, I fully understand. Yeah. Fax machine, I don't. And I'm dating myself because most people are going to be like, what's a fax machine? Or yeah. be, be I know back. I love insurance companies who be like, could you fax over that? I go, what is this, 1994? I don't, I have face paper and toilet paper. I don't have anything else. Um, but what I mean is, I also have no interest in learning about how a fax machine works because there are experts that do that. Sure. So like, there is a blissful in intelligence in why do I have to know everything, feel everything, see everything, do everything, if there's someone else that's doing it, and then they just share it with me. Sure. I'm, we are different. I want to know all the things about everything because... Oh no, I'm that way also. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm saying I can envision a person. Like, you want to know how a fax machine works? Yeah, I would love to. I'm going to Google it when we leave. Well, teach me how it works. I want to know, like, I want to know everything, do everything, see everything, feel everything, but like through like a series of filters. Like I want a bunch of front lines people to be like, holy shit, like take on all the stuff and be like, wow, this is all nonsense. This is all insane. And then like it gets to the second layer of people that are like, okay, well this distilled out of that, this all makes sense. And then like distilled out of that is like, here's, the next level of how that makes sense until it gets to me where someone's like, hey look, this went through like 10 filters of, of intelligent minds. This is the point. I'm like, great. So what, great. why are we talking about fax machines? How did we get here? Because I don't want to learn how to build a fax machine. I want a I bunch of experts to go, <laughs> this is how it's done. And I go, from great. Pain, from pain moving in the body to fax machines. Oh, this is more conceptual. <laughs> this is more conceptual in terms of like, does every single person need to go through the full process of something to understand it? Or can other people that's go what, through all of it and then just go, other, hey, that's what it's all of this. our different lifetimes are for. So we're our own filters? I mean, if you want to use that as a word. Well, filters. Within the guidelines of the example I'm giving, because yeah. I use that word to start with. Yeah. Like you filter sure. out all the shit that didn't work one time. Sure. It distills to the next life, to the next life. Yeah, we, and uh, we've been all of those people in other, all lives. So now we just know how a fax, machi fax machine works eventually. So is that all these lives you're talking about? Is this a linear thing? Mm, no. Okay. So, that means... There's nothing linear. <laughs> okay. Do you know what you got yourself into? Yeah, yeah. So, if it's not like, okay, I lived this one life, I learned a bunch, my next life, I'm going to go into it with more knowledge. Mm -hmm. It's not linear in that sense. Meaning, you can live a life and go, wow, I learned a bunch, but like, I'm going to ignore all of it, and that next life is then a step back, lateral, sideways, because you've chosen any, not to learn anything? All, any of the things. 
Gotcha. So if it's infinite possibilities, yeah. Then it doesn't really matter what life you're in, because it's infinite. So the one you're in is the only one and most important one. Ooh, great question. Or comment. Let me say if the if the one you're in is because if it's all infinite, you're never going to get to enlightenment or the end or anything because it's well, infinite. Well, why not? I don't. Well, I don't. I don't well, know. that would imply See, that it's not infinite. I know. I don't necessarily think it's infinite. It, do you think infinite is the same thing as always changing? Yes. Okay. So then that would be... That's infinite. <laughs> infinite possibilities. Always changing. So what you're describing yeah, is... so yes. There is yeah, a path a, through this, which would imply linear. A path through what? Well, if you're getting to enlightenment... I think, yeah, I think we, can, we do reach... it's linear. Because you're here, you're going to there. Yes, but we can also go any other no. way. If it's infinite, there's no end, which means no enlightenment. Says who? Why infinite can't possibilities. Why can't enlightenment be a, a section of the infinite possibilities? Okay, so what you're talking about is like needle in a haystack. Why? Because if it's infinite, mm -hmm. the chances of you reaching into a haystack and pulling out a needle... Mm -hmm is infinitesimally small potential. Well, not if you, you are, you could, you you are you pure conscious it. awareness and know exactly where the needle is. You don't have to go searching for it. You just go, oh, I know where the needle is. You In other pull words, it out. linear, A to B. Okay. So it's not infinite. Oh, man. I feel it's like linear. it's both. Can't be both. Why? If you choose it. Well, linear would I be in opposition linear. of infinite. Because even oh, if you okay. think so it's, here is what even if you think it's infinite, if you were to then put it on a map, you yeah. go, I was here, I went here, mm -hmm. went here, and this all felt infinite. Is that still linear, or is it infinite? Yeah. Okay. Because what's happening is you're going, I'm here, mm -hmm. I got or to here, and this is the end of it. Yeah. Say, right? The enlightenment component. Mm -hmm. Now the whole way you went might feel like there's this infinite possibility. But if you were to let lay it on an astral map and go, I was here, then I went here, then I went here. These were all infinite choices. And it yeah. could have been anything, yeah. but I was here, 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 here. Yeah. Now I'm here. That's linear. Okay, so now, go back to this. So let's say went from here to here, linear, right? Even if I went this way, all the way around. And hopefully you're watching this on video and not listening because it might be confusing. Yeah. And then once you get here, there's more to go more to do or maybe I'm like I you know I really liked this one lifetime I'm gonna go back there is that still in here yeah and it and but it changes I'm gonna go to this other place and I'm gonna create it that doesn't exist until I consciously make it exist is that still in here or is that Wait, I'm going to a place that doesn't exist but I consciously make I'm it I'm gonna exist? make it yeah I'm gonna make a new realm in space and time I'm gonna go to this place and I want it to look like this so I'm manifesting my own reality Right. Yeah. Is that linear, linear. or... You're choosing okay. a path. Okay. Right? You've chosen a path. Yeah. I think... It's a linear it, decision. Okay. Because it, it'll seem like it could be chaotic, it could, but it could be uh, random. It could be uh, that, that there's this infinite potential. Right. I love this. Because I feel like... When I use the word linear, I use it, it non-linear because people think about like 
you are born and then you die. That's like they're linear. Right. And so I'm trying to tell people like, no, it's not linear. Why not? You're Be born, then you die. Well, that's it. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, the physical body right. may or yeah. may not die. We already talked about this. So yeah. I, I don't necessarily See, I agree think, that we're going to die. I think the challenge is this. <laughs> I think in order to create productivity, people need slash want mm -hmm. a roadmap, want linear. It's this, then it's this, then it's this. Yeah. I think if you were to tell most people, hey, it's this ever-expanding cosmic quasar of choices and potential, Yeah. people go the other way. They're like, uh, nope, that sounds like way too much work. I do not want to think that every single action is this like 27 sided diet like just fucking tell me what shirt to wear where to go to work what's for lunch like and then, Not the people and then that one day come I'm, find me <laughs> right and i say this politely it's like yeah. like the handful of people i mean i'm talking about the massive amount of people there's eight billion people in the world yeah the people you've had a direct impact on mm -hmm. are forever changed and better yeah I'm talking about yeah, because they they have the had eight billion people in the world. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not gonna help eight billion. I'm just gonna focus on the people. <laughs> <laughs> I take that back. So what I'm talking about is finding out how do we do this in a way <laughs> that gets people to where they have the potential to get to, without mm -hmm. scaring them off by this like, hey, just so you know. Your whole day is going to be this like wild spinning vortex of possibility <laughs> and you're equipped with the tools to navigate it. Like that sounds exhausting. I consider myself a fairly awakened person. Why are you hanging out with me? Well, because I consider myself a fairly awakened person and I still own like, this is all I talk like about three all shirts and three pairs because I don't want infinite possibilities in everything. I feel like that's counterproductive. Where if someone, and we've talked about this on a previous podcast, if someone's yeah. like the paralysis by analysis, yeah. they end up stunting their growth because yeah. now they're like, okay, but if I wear this shirt and it rubs somebody well, the wrong see, way and this and this because there's all these person, yeah. like just go, just pick a goddamn shirt and get out of the house. Well, I just, so I just, I have And this to... is how pain moves through the body. <laughs> This, I just talked about this and I, I did the self-paced intuition 101 class and one of the things I teach people is how to get in touch with their intuition so that they can make a decision in a split second instead of looking at the vast majority of possibilities. You, when you know yourself right. and know who you are and what you want... The infinite amount of possibilities isn't a distraction or difficult to, to look at. It's like, oh. Well, how do you teach people about managing the subconscious? Because if they're picking a shirt yeah. that someone once told them look good on them, and now it's in, imprinted in their subconscious that this shirt makes me more attractive to people, that's not, they're making a decision based on this external input that doesn't serve them right. in the way 
that you're talking about teaching them to serve themselves. Yeah, that's a different that's a different part of them that they're listening to, and not the right. true so how, essence. Do you teach them about subconscious work? Yes. How? <laughs> well, it, just in the basic class, I very basic. Just on the syllabus, what would it say? On the, it, like, I just say it is. Uh, I actually talk about perception mm -hmm. and how it is very important to to work on yourself and heal things from the past that are unresolved so your perception is not influencing you like who you are and what information you are receiving because that is different mm -hmm. than who you actually are inside connected to source and connected to yourself mm -hmm. that perception based on whatever happened to you as you know the t-shirt thing that's a that's a perception like Oh, I'm being I I'm I look good in this shirt because someone told me, right. you know, that's a that's something well, okay, well why don't you like yourself? Like why can't you feel confident in any shirt that you're wearing? And right. why are you wearing that one instead, you know? So basic thing as yeah. I just Which say, does tie us into how pain travels through the body because that psychosomatic mental to physical presentation is very real. There's technique I use in chiropractic and uh, where it's like a neuro-emotional technique where you have a patient um, uh, focus or think about happiest thing they can think of and we do a muscle test and then the most negative thing they can think of we do a muscle test and you'll see like the whole arm just collapses down and, um, and then it's the process of having them and this is sort of a, a alternative version of this technique that is the way it's taught but basically have them focus on the most negative thing they can think of. And it, as you're making the adjustment, it, it reprograms that neurology to not have the attachment yeah. to that thing. Because there's, again, there's no adjustment to remove an abusive partner. But, but what we can do is help retrain the neurology that you're no longer in that situation, that you don't have to carry that with you as a trigger that you hear the name of that person or smell a scent that they used to wear or something that would then right. trigger that whole thing. So it allows you to stay in the parasympathetic rest, relax, recovery stage, even through subconscious activation and traumas and these kinds of things. Yep. Um, like we had a patient in this guy, he like huge fella, mountain of a man. And he could like, he couldn't look up and like had no range of motion. It was about three months. And he had been a specialist and been to MDs that like took x-rays and they're like, nothing, no, there's nothing wrong. There's no, and we took an x-ray and like, you can clearly see subluxation, which it's always mind blowing that there's nothing wrong nothing, yeah. um, because there's no procedure for that. However, so I showed him and I said, look, based on this subluxation though, it wouldn't directly indicate you can't look up for the last three months. So being the good chiropractor and good doctor that I am, decided to ask a little history. Yeah. It was like, what happened three plus months ago? And he started weeping and he was like, oh, I never thought of this. My father passed away three months ago. Yep. And I never got to speak to him before he passed and I never processed, like we never got closure. And it just paralyzed the system. Mm -hmm. Now, if he had never come to a chiropractor, I think about what his life would be like, and it would oh, be a horrible, 
opioid tornado of some physical therapy and muscle stim and injections and probably antipsychotics and anti-anxiety uh, and all of these things and muscle relaxers and all these things that it's literally directly connected to an emotional event that has manifested very physically. Yeah. So I had him focus on his father's face while I was adjusting because we did the muscle tests and, and sure enough, he was picturing himself like with a margarita on the beach and he was strong as could be. And he like pictured his father and he like couldn't hold his shoulder up. And this guy's way bigger than I am. Yeah. It would, he could easily resist my one handed pressure and it was just collapsing. So we had him, I focused on his father, adjusted him. He's crying and, and gets up though. And all, it's all of a sudden full range motion. You know, and it's interesting cause he's like, oh, chiropractic's amazing. I'm like, well, yes. But this is like bigger than chiropractic because chiropractic didn't ultimately do this. You did this. Your yeah. system is correcting itself. Chiropractic is amazing that it cleared the interference and created better uh, adaptation capacity. So that is amazing. But chiropractic did not restore your range of motion in this scenario. Your body's ability to communicate with this newfound communication and, and, and neurology healed itself to the point where it could move around. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it is a huge impact on how pain moves through the body. And I, I truly believe that a body that's clear and connected, as I call it, so meaning in structural alignment and in, uh, without interference to the nervous system, can take pain and sort of just like ping-ponging through the body and go, it's not gonna find a home, mm -hmm. is what I mean. Not ping-ponging like everything's gonna hurt all the way down. <laughs> but it's gonna be like, can I live here? No, can I live here? And your body's just like, dude, I'm good. I'm good, mm -hmm. I'm good. And it's just like filters out. Like I like to walk around barefoot a lot. I just picture like sending it into the ground. But it's like, yeah. it, your body just doesn't have the acidic, toxic environment where it's like hey buddy come over here come live under this bridge <laughs> and like and it's like there's none of that like troll like uh behavior in the body that's just like yes come we can live in the darkness together like so your body's just like nope 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 i'm good i'm good i'm good and then you're, you're like well that kind of sucked and then it's just like whoop, on to the next mm -hmm. so for me that's what it is the beautiful thing about chiropractic is sure we do like migraine work again no adjustment for migraines but we can help people if that's your chief complaint but my my uh some of the most interesting cases and and the biggest sort of victories in the office are the people that come in going yeah i don't give a shit about my pain like i feel disconnected from the world yeah right or like my pain is not physical and they almost do it as a challenge, like, what, you going to, like, crack my neck for that? I'm like, yeah, yes, I am. Yeah. I don't use those words. I don't correct their yeah. verbiage. Go, yeah, it's, it's, do you feel like you're, you have a greater or less impactful ability to adapt to stressors with subluxation and, or interference? And you, so you sort of lay it out logically, and people tend to go, yeah, I see what you're doing there. I'm like... Yeah, that's like why I do this, because it's so simple. Yeah. Like, are you better off clearly communicating or not? 
And this one, people are like, I don't believe in chiropractics. They always, they always mispronounce it. Chiropractic. I don't believe in chiropractory. Or you get MDs. Oh yeah, anyone who starts a sentence with "I don't believe in chiropractic" always mispronounces chiropractic. Mm. It just shows like their fundamental misunderstanding of what's going on. But then you get health professionals who are like, "Oh, I did." That's a bunch of nonsense, and you're like, really? Allowing the hyperintelligent system that created itself from a sperm and an egg that now exists in front of you to communicate at its peak potential holds no weight in your highfalutin medical society. I believe those people should lose their license. That's, well, that's, that's medical you. malpractice if they tell a patient don't ever go to a chiropractor. That's nonsense. Because what they're saying is, I don't believe you will benefit from greater neurologic and systemic communication. That to me is, is not only dangerous, but is worthy of losing a license yeah. as a healthcare provider. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that does, it doesn't matter what school you went to or how many degrees you have or what's after your name. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. How are you as a person? What are you doing for, for people? And, right. and what do you, oh, so we can just go into a whole like thing about that, right? So in conclusion, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bring so anything it back. you'd like to add Full about circle. how pain moves through the body? Um, no, ex well, yes. I think that pain is a teacher. I think I said it in the last one. Pain is a teacher. Pain moving is a good thing. Just make sure you pay attention to like yourself and what's happening and and you know be be clear but not just clear and connected that way but not like hiding 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 the symptoms, hiding the pain because then you're not really aware of what's happening in your body if you like cut that off no. you're not paying attention to it and you're not able to see what's happening and that you are getting better or that things are moving things are changing does that make any sense yeah embrace the pain be aware and raise your vibration pay attention yeah, yeah pay attention yeah yeah just pay attention people <laughs> this has been the universal truth with dr austin davis Jennifer Krause. We love you and we appreciate you. And next episode, storing pain in the body. How it's stored. Which should be a barrel of laughs. Man. And we're going to have a yeah. live demonstration of how pain is stored in the body. What does that mean? You're going through it. I am going through it. use an example. I was just thinking I should bring in my, my, uh, my x-ray or the MRI from... Um, it's from like seven years ago, so you can see like the difference of, I mean. Yeah, bring it in. I'm sure. We'll read it. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. As always, you can find Dr. Krause. Are you a doctor? Oh, thank you. Someone called me that the other day. Yeah. You can find Dr. Krause. <laughs> How can they find you? Uh, JenniferKrause.com. Easy. LifeChiroMT.com and at Missoula Chiropractor. Oh, wait. At Missoula Cairo on the Instagrams. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, man.